0: Having the connections is important. Like, you want to be in the know so that you can adjust and grow through their experiences.
1: Yeah.
0: And so... And what's your
1: key to that? Sorry to cut you off, but what's mm-hmm. your key to the to the network? You know, when people would say they don't know how to network or they're shy or they're trying to figure out how to, you know, get in where they fit in. And, you know, what's your key? Like you said, you know, some advice for that.
0: The thing is, like, whether it's dating, networking, building a business you want to be a like if you could be in a position let's say it's somebody that you admire let's say it's a, uh if you're an athlete and you want to get into the nba where would the nba players hang out like you know what environment are they mm-hmm. in right. um if there, if it's a ceo to a company where would that ceo show up is it at, like you know
1: welcome to the dreams by any means motivation station i'm your host ed doxson um today we have a very special guest here on the show um, another person um, that I attended the Great McKinley Technology High School with. Um, you know, we had a guest, a few guests on here before that have graduated from school with me. Um, this is someone who I've known since 2008. Yeah, 2008 graduated the year before me um she's been doing a lot of great things um you know here in dc in the community um a lot of entrepreneurship um just a lot of things that i think is inspiring and that the people that are listening can learn from so today i have kristen marshall here on the show and i'm gonna let her tell uh, the guests a little bit about herself and we're gonna jump right into this and give you all the motivation that you need for the day and go on
0: all right so i hope you're having an amazing day i appreciate you for having me on it and it's definitely a pleasure to reconnect and share this experience with you i appreciate everything that you've been doing as well in the community and even like offering this podcast to keep those like as i know as an entrepreneur as a professional these days it's not easy to find your community Mm -hmm. Um, and just being able to have the support to keep going So, I'm Kristen, um, and you know, if you don't already know me, I am just like every one of you, <laughs> just somebody who has ambition, somebody who is just here to really seek out and be the best version of what God created me to be. And so, in that creation, um, I happen to be born and raised in Washington, D.C., to amazing parents, and I really love. The one thing that I love about what my parents did in my upbringing is that we took trips. Um, they wasn't, you know, rich enough that we could travel the world together, but they got in their cars and took my siblings and I uh, across the country as often as we could. And that really helped me to understand the power of having an open mind, having the ability to really know and see that there's differences in this world and that life is bigger than Washington, D.C. And so just with that basic level of foundation, I've always had this innovative, ambitious part of me that wanted to continue to explore, wanted to continue to learn and just be a sponge and really just just show and be here and present in life. And so it just showed up in so many ways. Um, We'll kind of get into a little bit more of the story, but in my upbringing, um, I ended up graduating from McKinley and went to North Carolina A and T. And so, what I was really able to take away from A and T was that there's family no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. And then, innovation is just a huge part of problem solving. And so, when I, you know, graduated and got into quote unquote the real world. I started to see life in a different way. Always, you know, going above and beyond because I knew that there was always better and like, you know, basic was just not it for me. And I ended up, you know, I quit my job. I'll get into that story. (laughs) um, And launched my herbal tea business. And uh, that grew into a a wellness business from guided meditation and energy coaching. And then I was, because, you know, being being from washington dc i had to be a part of the real estate just understanding and seeing the transitions right. so this was sort of something that just came natural to me to want to serve people and teach especially the millennials about the power of real estate and equity
1: yeah yeah Yeah, you said something um you know basic wasn't it for you like well, what did that feel like like how did that feel and get to that mindset like you know normal basic you know below average stuff isn't me how do you get that
0: I think it's always been there um, I always reflect on a moment That I had at A&T And I I look back on my life Like it was a commercial that I saw I was just, you know, sitting at home I don't watch too much TV But I was watching TV this one time And I saw an infomercial Where they were selling this this little table Called the lap desk oh, okay. And at this time, you know, being in college you know a lot of people needed it you know a lot of people working in the bed you know needed something right. to have I know a what you're talking about too. <laughs> yep so that company made millions off of that little idea and i just remembered that i was in this camp um it was like an after school program in like the 6th grade and i created that same thing okay um but i you know like not being in a space that cultivated ideas and innovation it just was something that I created just to pass by time because they asked us to do an assignment. And when I saw that, I also, I think something that I did after that was I saw, like, dang, you know, like, I didn't reflect on it too much. Like, it was a missed opportunity. I just understood that it's, that was just what I needed to see to understand that there's a lot in me and it's always been something in me. The other thing, I read this book, I honestly, I wish I could remember the author, but I remember one thing that he told me, told us to do like i guess the readers was to look at something once a day and find 10 things that you can create to make it better hmm. and so i started to do that back hmm. then and it really helped me to be able to continue to have a bigger mindset that there's always more and not right. to not be comp- not. it's not a space where i'm ungrateful for what i have because i'm grateful in every moment because this is creating the next moment so you have to be grateful here but it's just like if you stay here without that vision you're going to end up you know like it's it's like a plant if you if it stops growing it dies so you have to keep growing and so i just feel like it's a huge part of me to just want more to desire more and also you know that that balance of being understood that the place and the person that i am now is hugely important to to the growth
1: mm-hmm yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, like, key because I think, like you just said, there's always more. And I think sometimes it's easy to get complacent, like, especially when you may, do, you know, do something big or you may get a big accomplishment. Or mm-hmm. you may, you know, feel like, oh, I done checked all the boxes, like, you know, off in life. And I think a lot of people, especially, like you said, you know, you kind of realize that at A&T and I and I point that out because, you know, college is like a place where you're evolving, you're growing, mm-hmm you shaping your mentality, mm-hmm. you know, all those different type of things. So, you know, coming back to D.C., um, you know, from college, how was that transition for you?
0: Uh, it was interesting. So while I was at a um, I had actually watched from high school my sister who, uh, you know, like she made a significant amount of money working for an engineering company. Okay, But I saw her while I was in college, retire and she was only about maybe 29 30 and so I really didn't know what that meant but I saw her do something that no one else in my family had done you Mm -hmm. know like my parents are still working to this day and they're over 60 70 so for her to be so young and to make such a transition I got inspired and I asked her what was she doing and it happened to be network marketing and you know, like it, at a and T, I don't know uh, down in Florida if it, it was big, but it was a whole lot of network marketing companies mm-hmm. that were, you know, poaching college students, this and that. But the thing about this was that it came from a family member who I trusted, who I loved, and it made sense. So I launched my network marketing business at ACN. So ACN is the one where we do uh, services for homeowners and, you know, renters. So, it made sense. Even as a college student, I was paying a cell phone bill and it gave me an opportunity to make money on my cell phone bill. Mm-hmm. You look around college, everybody got a cell phone bill. You know? So, it just was something that simply made it made sense. And the thing that I love and the reason why I'm bringing that up is that they highly recommend personal development and network marketing. They recommend you read books. They recommend you find podcasts that's going to expand your mind. They recommend conferences All of these things that help to shape you, not just um, as a person, but but as a business owner, a young business owner at that. Right, right, right. And being able to teach you that discipline. So I was was good at it. Um, it, I was, you know, I was good at it. I definitely created a good residual income and still had a residual income. Um, But the thing that really I like to emphasize is that personal development because that's how I thrived. Um, So when I came back to D.C. and got a job, I didn't just take that job and was just like, all right, I'm just, you know, collect the check. Like, no, I'm going to show up in this job and go above and beyond because at some point I'm going to own my own business. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to see from different perspectives of employment how I want my employees to show up. So I had a different mindset when I was, you know, accumulating through my job. So I had the goal of getting to a grade 13 And the government Just because So I got a job With the Department Of Public Recreations As a customer service rep Okay I was working at Again Went above and beyond So I was doing Activities Like I was literally Just supposed to work The front desk And have people sign in Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I created, uh, like, infographs for people who were, you know, new to the community. Hey, this is what yeah. you can expect from the community. This is what we're doing um, here at the rec center. I ended up starting a program that helped people build their resumes. You know, like, I started to do, again, that above and beyond mentality because, again, that's what I would want for my employees. Mm-hmm. And... Once I got to a point where I felt like I wasn't appreciated and that they wasn't, you know, going, they wasn't promoting me as fast as I wanted to be promoted. I left. um, I did get promoted from a five to a seven while I was there. But after I got bored, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it wasn't challenging anymore. I just started putting, uh, you know, resumes in and ended up getting three, three job offers after that. Um, I had the options between DC library, uh, the Department of Parks and Recreation's um, headquarters and the Office of Administrative Hearings. I chose the Office of Administrative Hearings. um, And in that position, I wanted... Because I wanted to learn about law. I wanted to be around people. Like, I just understood that it's important to be around the shapeshifters of what's happening in this world Absolutely. whether i wanted to be a part of it or not just having the connections is important like you want to be in the know so that you can adjust and grow through their experiences
1: yeah
0: and so and what's
1: your key to that sorry to cut you off but what's mm-hmm. your key to the to the network you know people will say they don't know how to network or they're shy or they're trying to figure out how to you know get in where they fit in and you know what's your key like you said you know some advice for that
0: the thing is like whether it's dating networking building a business you want to be a like if you could be in a position let's say it's somebody that you admire let's say it's the, uh if you are an athlete and you want to get into the nba where would the nba players hang out like you know what environment are they in mm-hmm. right. um if, if it's a ceo to a company where would that ceo show up is it at, like you know like go to the bar at the Ritz-Carlton and order a soda (laughs) you know if your money ain't there just order a soda that way you're still in the environment of the people so that's the first thing is get into the environment that the person that you want to attract will be in Um, the second is get into the (laughs) mindset within yourself to believe that you're worth having a conversation with um, you know, believing that a millionaire would want to stop to talk to you, that you also have value because we are all the same. Yeah, you got to you know? look at it, right? Look we're at all the same, way. same. Like, you can't be intimidated by nobody. <laughs> like, I don't care what their status is. If the president of whomever country came and talked to you, you got to look at that you person it, as right. the same. Yeah. Or a janitor. It don't matter. You know, like, we're all human at the end of the day. So don't be timid. Understand your value. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing is just to show up, <laughs> right. um, just show up be in that environment and know what you want. Um, you know, know that you want to learn from that person, like know what your goal is in that conversation. And then also, you know, feel free to give value too. Mm-hmm. Like even if they don't ask you for advice just a compliment right, right. Um, will go a long way that appreciation goes a long way with people so it's just really just being human show up, like be in those environments where the people that you want to be and build with are um, be that person who is, you know that you know whatever is your next level show up as that person until that person shows up for you fake it until you make it in a sense but right. you want it to feel right You know, like, don't fake it and it's not the person that, like, is authentic to you. Fake it in the sense that if... What's an example? All right. Like, for me, like, I tell you, like, right now, I'm driving a Toyota, right? But the Kristen in a few years is going to drive her own brand of cars, Mm -hmm. whether it's through a partnership with the car company or I find the connections I need to launch my own car company. But the thing is, I still drive this this Toyota as if it's my own, you know, my own vehicle. Right. And it's just the feeling that you have when you're driving. It's a feeling of appreciation. It's a feeling of gratitude. Um. So it's just like, you know, that that fake to you, make it in the sense of just feeling it, like, feel right. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, no, I hear what you're
1: saying. It's <laughs> yeah. already being the mindset yeah. that now you got to because words are powerful you know how you manifest things and you you match your actions up with it you can make some stuff happen you probably never thought was possible right even when you think about it that's the joy of it is you think about it Mm -hmm. and you think about it as being possible but you know society and norms or statistics may say it's impossible Mm -hmm. so at the same time it's like you're overcoming a fear when you're tricking your mind and like nah this is already here this is what you know you made for it and You adjust and maneuver your life like that.
0: Yeah, and then you felt like, like in the example of the car, um, like, I like to keep my car clean. Like, I don't treat my Toyota like a Toyota. I take care of her. like a
1: high-class Yeah, you know,
0: I I treat her how I would treat my next car. It's, It's important to create those habits now that you would do, you know, if you have, if you're living in an apartment now, but you live, you wish to live in a in a mansion.
1: Yeah.
0: Wouldn't would you keep your mansion clean, so keep your apartment All clean? Right. <laughs> so it's just like really those little things matter um, in the creation of your next level. Um, and to get on that, like a huge part of that as well. Um, with oh, sorry, I'm gonna kind of go into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, once I left OAH, well, so I got to the point... I got promoted, like maybe twice when I was at OAH um and there was this transition where the manager uh we got a new manager basically and the management kind of shook up the energy there like it, the energy just already wasn't like the best it was just like cool um but I knew I was there for a reason and that was to learn law um and to network with lawyers mm-hmm. so and once it got like I think that, like, all right. So I'm. I always take the blame myself. Like one thing that I do is take blame, no matter what the situation is, because then I have the choice on how the outcome comes. Mm-hmm. So I take blame for the environment becoming toxic because I didn't get for me get grounded before I went into work where no matter how the environment was, it didn't matter to me. I was ungrounded, so I so all the negativity rubbed off on me, and. I also was simultaneously looking for a way to get out anyway. I wanted right. to be a full time entrepreneur at this time, so it helped for me to create a negative environment because it made me want to leave. And so that was my push to kind of like to to walk away and to um, you know really take a bet on myself. On top of that, you know I don't have many liabilities. I don't have children, so it's not like you know I have too many people depending on my success. You know, like, if yeah. I fail, I fail. That's on me. Right, right, right. <laughs> So it wasn't too much to be afraid of other than, you know, if I fail, that's on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So when I, when I ended up putting my two weeks in, uh, I honestly took maybe one or two months off from everything. Like, my goal was really to get into real estate because I already had my real estate license. I was still in uh, my ACN business, so my goal was to go harder in ACN. Yeah. And when I like left the job, I honestly had no energy to deal or to be around other people. So I just decided to take that time and the money that I saved up to to invest in myself and my own, you know, and and recalibrating. And so um, I got into meditation a lot. I got into reading a lot. I got into you know listening to podcasts. Just everything that I could do to revive the internal me um the spiritual being within me to really like reconnect and and rediscover okay. what was important to me so I remember like a question that I kept asking is what do I want like how do I want to live life uh, what feels good to me like all these questions that made me the center of attention for my life and I believe that should be everybody's everybody's space mm-hmm. um so many people might not agree but when you when you're good like i really feel like you can assist other people mm-hmm. like i like you should be your own motivation it shouldn't be let's say quote unquote your mother or your father like you should be your motivation first you and your relationship with god how can i show God, that I appreciate everything that I've been blessed with. And then return, because I have this abundance, now I can help my mother. Now I can help my father. Now I can help my children, my sisters. Like, whatever that looks like after you've created space for you to be your greatest version. So, that's what I was like. That's what my mindset was in those moments. Um, and so... What was that that was fall winter 2019 so you know the pandemic happened early or let me say late winter uh 2020
1: yeah
0: and um in that time my sister and i was like working on launching a youtube channel where we wanted to do tea talks um and we were looking for sponsorships for us to You know, have a tea company sponsor us. And so I just like already had a mindset about wealth ownership. Like I had created this idea of wealth ownership before I even left my job. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with it, but it just was always there. And to me, that just stood for the totality of wealth, not just about money. And then on top of that, being able to be in a position where you own the things that you do. Like I said, like with the car, like at some point, I'm going to have a partnership with the car company clothes. I'm going to have a partnership with the clothes that I wear because I need to be investing in what I do.
1: Right.
0: Like you know, like I'm been like right now I'm benefiting all these other people but uh well slowly but surely I've been like making my my moves but Mm -hmm. um but over time like really just being able to be in a space where we are invested and investing. It could look like just putting money in the stocks and getting your dividends back from these companies. So that that was just already, you know, in the back of my mind, just working. And that's when I launched Wealth Tea. Like, right. instead of, you know, finding a partnership with a company that sold tea, I just was like, not nah, like, it just never felt right to send off a letter or to reach out to a company. So I was just like, all right, this must be a done and let me do it. So I started studying, started to, you know, again, start asking those questions. I believe in the power of asking questions. I learned that from Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Ask the right questions and you'll get the answer. So... Um, I just really started to ask like how do i want it how do I want this company to look? what do I want it to do? how do I want it to benefit people, et cetera, et cetera so that's where wealth was birthed um and I used our uh it really started off with the will of life um are you familiar?
1: I've heard of it. Okay, So yeah. the
0: will of life is something I learned in college. I was doing an internship in Nebraska, like random and randomly in Nebraska. And <laughs> they introduced us to the will of life. Okay. Um, and what it simply is, it's is seven to eight areas that we mm-hmm. all have to balance in our lives. Um, money is only one. You know, like, you know, we put so much emphasis on money and what money can do. Money is only yeah. one area out of the seven to eight. Right. And so that's really how the acronym wealth ownership came about. It represents each of those areas of life that we must work on from our finances to our mindset, to our, our community, our love life, um, our passions. Um, I'm taking it out of order, so I might be a little mixed up, but all of these areas uh, that that really matter to us um, are so important and that's what I created the T's around is to represent all these areas that we must keep balanced and keep our energy connected to. Okay. Um, and yeah, so once I launched that people wanted to learn more about the energy of the T's and the meaning behind right. um, the energy spaces that I created them around. And so mm-hmm. I used the chakras as, as that balance and as that guide. Okay. And, Um, So that's when I ended up bringing in wealth ownership as a service, Um, as a service based company in the meantime, because then I get to teach people about, okay, what exactly is chakras? What exactly is guided meditation? Because I use I heavily was into guided meditation when I was recalibrating who I was after quitting the job. And so with these tools that I've been blessed to use. Um, I, you know, I send them out and use those as other ways for people to really find their space and find the love for life and that that space to really thrive. Um, So I started to use those. And that's where, you know, the services part of Wealth T kind of came about. And now that I I feel like that business has been really thriving um, on autopilot, I was able to get back into my love for real estate. And, uh, the beautiful thing is that I attracted women who had the same mindset about ownership and wealth ownership and equity and intergenerational, uh, wealth, uh, and just really having the pure intentions. It gave me the space that I needed to really, you know, push forward and want to be, um, doing
1: my work and and my due diligence with real estate so here here we are now that's good good long story yeah no and i was gonna ask you know just about transitioning to that real estate question you know um now we know post pandemic you know the inflation everything going around Mm -hmm. in the country you know for some of those listening maybe not just from a trying to get into real estate perspective but just getting an understanding of the climate right now, you know, um, kind of tell the people about, you know, how the buying market and the rent market is looking. What's your perspective on it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um.
0: So, I'll definitely speak to the D.C. Maryland area mm-hmm. specifically. So, it's, the market is similar in most spaces, um, but I am most familiar for D.C. and Maryland, so I'll kind of stick to, to my area. Uh, for this area in particular, it's really going back into the atmosphere pre Pre-COVID people like I know, like I have people who are like hesitant to purchase now because of interest rates, but it's like the interest rates are what they were two years ago. It's not like, you know, um, like interest rates have been up to 20 percent before, but this was decades ago. Um, but as of right now, like interest rates, you'll see between four percent and five percent, which is again just pre-COVID. So this means you're just not getting the discount on the house that you're going, the house or or the investment that you're going to purchase. Uh, so it's really fine. It's just you gotta have. For me, it's just being able to find an agent that knows the market that you're looking in, I'm an agent who knows what kind of would sway. Like no agent is out here. You know, maxing and getting every offer that they put out there for their mm-hmm. buyers or uh, whatever. But it is a seller's market, so the sellers have the advantage to um, sort and sort through the offers that they're receiving. So there are little tips and tricks that you can do, uh, such as like if you get a pre-approval or pre-approval is simply you. Uh, talking to a lender and the lenders based on your finances if you're a buyer showing you what they see that you can afford that's different from what you really can afford so understand that even if you get a pre-approved for let's say in this area let's say 500k if you can't afford what a 500k house can buy you we need to be looking at four fifty, four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's and then that also gives you the leverage of a hundred thousand dollars extra, let's say you do find a house that's four hundred K, you still have the buying power of five hundred K so that makes it a stronger way for you to negotiate with the seller if it is a competitive home that you're purchasing. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are also looking and this is what I highly recommend, looking at homes that have the power of Um, offering renters, you know, whether it's a basement or a house big enough where you can rent out rooms so that you have someone that's there to possibly help you pay for your mortgage and pay down your mortgage. The other thing is like when you talk to a lender, you can also ask them how does that look because they can also take into account the renting towards how much of a home you can purchase. So, it's still a lot of space for people to buy and to buy a home that they will love. It's just being able to be strategic and not emotionally pulled to it. It's more like you really want to think logically first (laughs) and then allow your feelings to guide you into finding the right home.
1: Yeah, instead of just jumping into it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but it's
0: definitely, to me, like, it's always the right time to buy when you're ready. Like, you yeah. just got to be ready financially, having your down payment um, ready because there anything can go wrong after... You close on the home your refrigerator could break down Um, you know like anything can happen so just having those reserves are important Um, the reserves are also important for you to be able to negotiate with the deal to being able to offer more down you only really need 3% but you can always offer more or you know increase the EMD which is uh, basically a good faith to say hey this shows that I got the money to take you know take on this home Um, so there's little tricks and trades to to making sure that you can have a successful deal and then again like I just I do believe that you should work with people that you feel comfortable working with like if you don't like yeah. the agent that you have don't feel forced to work with that agent even if they're quote unquote the top agent if y'all don't have chemistry it might not be a successful relationship you also want to figure out if that agent has a good team back in them because if they're working with lenders that aren't good then you might not have a good deal either. So (laughs)
1: um,
0: it's, it's a lot when it comes to um, having healthy conversations about real estate, but for the most part, save your money up. Um, and when you really feel financially ready, uh, speak with the agent, um, and even if you're not ready but you want to start getting ready, speak to an agent because then they can guide you on what to start to do to get you ready. Like the lender that I work with, one of my clients, he worked with her for six, seven months before she was pre-approved because there were little tweaks that we had to do to get her ready. Now she's approved for 700 We have a contract with her. Um, but it's just like being able to have a team that actually cares about who you are as a right. buyer. For sellers, this is definitely your market. <laughs> um, the um, The important thing to know is how much you owe on the house, because that'll show you, you know, the the leverage that you have and the po- po- the potential of what you'll get back, and if it's the good time for you to particularly sell. Like if you just refinanced maybe a year ago. You may be in a good position, but it's not going to be as much as if you wait maybe another year or two. So, even if it is a seller's market, um, you know, you got to know your timing based on the numbers. And the numbers for sellers is how much do you owe left? Because once we close and sell that home, you have to pay the bank first before you get any money, if any. So,
1: well put. <laughs> <laughs> no, well put, definitely. And I think it's important, especially, I mean, you know, our age range, a lot of people are. Have already purchased a home or in the process of buying a home and think about it. So yeah. it's just more important. Like I was telling the friend other day, just we kind of missed out. Some of us didn't have that knowledge of home buying. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe because some people in the family didn't really own homes and stuff like that. So definitely important, mm-hmm. like not to just jump into it. So appreciate you sharing that before, uh, for sure. And I mean everything we talked about today, uh, from the stuff you got going on, your mindset, um, real estate, you know, college experience, transitioning back up here. Uh, what do you want pe- to leave with people? You know, the listeners that's listening on here now, as far as like you know, as they can go, you know, to knock out the rest of this year, knock out this mm-hmm. goal, or get this business off the ground, or get up and get them on a morning routine, or just mm-hmm. better themselves.
0: Uh, in all honesty, uh, there's a few things. Um, the first thing that just hit me was that you're not alone. Like you know, like and it's you're never alone there's always even i don't know how big y'all are on energy but god is always with you Mm -hmm. i strongly walk my daily life understanding that god is within me and that i have the choice to live in heaven or hell now um and so when you understand that you're never alone you can never do anything that will you know uh that's wrong you know like how do I explain? So <laughs> you can't make mistakes when yeah. God is always with
1: you. Right, right, right,
0: There's always something, no matter what decision you make in life, that you will be able to look back and like, damn, that really pushed me forward. Like, you want right. to learn from it if you choose to. So always understand, like, you're never alone.
1: Yeah, the lesson may come later, but long as yeah. it came. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, the other thing is pause. If If the pandemic didn't teach you nothing is that those breaks are necessary. Um, getting outside in nature, which is natural for us, it's healing for us, um, and taking care of your body. Like, pause. You know, take those moments to just really pause, to reflect, to, to to take in your experiences, if you can do it once a day, like at least right before bed or right before you start your day. Mm-hmm. Um, taking those moments to pause and to reflect and, and choose um, what happens next. Uh, is hella important and uh, authenticity is hella important understanding who you are and what feels good to you outside of anyone else yeah. yeah like we have so many um systems in place to tell us who we are no you choose you know what identities you relate to what personalities you're showing up with each day it's your choice and it's a choice that you actively have to make because your environment will keep you trying to be that same person when you you know, you already know that that's not real for you anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, invest. Like, I had, like, I literally had no job. So, <laughs> um, for a few months. Uh, and no matter what, it, even if it's a dollar, $2, $5, invest. Like, I steadily... Kept putting money in bitcoins. I steadily Kept putting money in the stock market Um It was like $5 some days Some days I just put $1 It like you know like When you do things that wealthy people do Wealthy people invest yeah. no matter What like you know like you Yeah It's just like you gotta no matter what Conditions you're in Do things that the wealthy you would do. Like wealthy me would get outside no matter how much work I got to do and just sit in the sun for a moment to be at peace. Mm -hmm. Um, So do those things that come natural to you no matter how hard it seems like it is right now. Um, And, you know, even if you're successful and you feel like you're successful, it's still more in you. You still do those things that, you know, that keep you feeling good and, and feeling real to your core. And that's all I'ma give. Other than that, y'all gotta follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Social media, book your consultation. Nah,
1: for sure. Yeah, but I said definitely drop your socials, let the people know where they can find you at.
0: Yeah, so uh so for my herbal tea and wellness business is at the wealth tea. So T-H E W E A L um, T H T E A. On that you can find my herbal teas as well as my coaching and guided meditation services. And for real estate, it's Kristen the Realtor. Um C-R-Y-S-T-I-N- the, T-H-E, Realtor, R-E-A-L-T-O-R. So, Kristen, The Realtor um, on Instagram as well as Facebook.
1: Absolutely. So, nah, I definitely appreciate you coming on here today. Um, like I tell all the guests, you know, we always got to do it again. Uh, you know, the doors is always open. Cause we got a lot more that we can unpack and continue mm-hmm. to talk about. But uh, this was great. Definitely think there's some information people could take, and, you know, and apply to different areas, finances, mental, you know, spirituality, whatever the case may be. So, Appreciate you having, um, um, you know, taking the time out to come on the show.
0: And I appreciate you for having me. So much thanks and gratitude. I wish y'all peace, love, wealth, and so much abundance in your lives.
1: Absolutely, by any means. Thank you for tuning into Dreams By Any Means Motivation Station, where hustle plus faith equals success. Stay tuned for the next episode.